This is episode 157 of IDRA Class Notes. I think that in our society right now, people are, in general, relying on the school system to teach pretty much anything. And so parents just need to know how they can be a part of that practice. A lot of it is really conversations. Even if you ask the child, well, what did you learn in math today? And then try to ask them questions about it. Because especially at the younger ages, parents are going to know how to do those things. Hello, this is Aurelio Montemayor. Welcome again to our IDRA's Class Notes. Today, my colleague Paula Johnson, who's pretty close to getting her PhD, and I are going to be talking about the topic of numeracy and number sense. Paula, what is numeracy? Numeracy is the ability to understand math and the competencies to understand how they relate to each other. So... When you're thinking of numeracy, think of the building blocks of mathematics, the use of numbers in calculations. That's numeracy. The use of numbers in calculations. And why is that important? We use numeracy skills in everyday life. So when people say they, they don't use math every day, it's, that's just not true. We use numeracy every day because it also incorporates things like our spatial intelligence, as far as like even filling the dishwasher or relational items such as the car next to the building on the right. Position mm -hmm. is also part of numeracy. Quite a few factors build on numeracy as far as not just counting, but measurement is numeracy. Hasn't that always been part of arithmetic or learning numbers? Well, see, right there is the difference. Think of the alphabet. When we teach the alphabet, we teach the students all the letters, A right. through Z. And then we have the patterns, you know, some letters go together. And then we build small words. Numeracy is the same in relation to mathematics. It's the part that underlies the actual addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. It's more about understanding, let's say, sequences of numbers or being able to identify numbers based on patterns, like on dominoes. Uh-huh. We learn how to connect a mental image with an actual number oh. rather than actually counting all the dots. So okay. that's part of numeracy. Also would be something along the lines of knowing ordinal values, something that's less than or greater than or equal to. Ordinal or values. Ordinal value, the order of numbers. Oh, the order of numbers. Okay, so. so let's say we have children between the ages of three and eight, early childhood. What are some things you do to teach numeracy? Well, the first thing we do, you know, very, very early on with small children, we teach them the sequence of numbers. And their milestones are counting to five because there's five fingers on your hand, counting to ten. And then beyond that, it's a little bit older. But for even kindergarten and pre-K, their big milestone is to get to ten and then to twenty. And we start by re repetition. And we count everything. When my boys were small, we counted everything. If we were putting chicken nuggets on a plate, we counted the chicken nuggets. When we took steps, we counted the steps. It's important for them to understand the order, that whole ordinal uh -huh. idea, so that they remember that it becomes concrete, part of their foundation. So that in everything you do, you're putting clothes in the dryer, counting, and, count. and they're watching you count, and you mm -hmm. count together. Yes. Okay. 
What are some barriers that you see in children learning this? Well, I think that in our society right now, people are, in general, relying on the school system to teach pretty much anything. We need early reading at home. We need early literacy elements at home. And so parents just need to know how they can be a part of that practice. But it doesn't have to be very complicated. It's just simple. In every task that there's some counting, you just do it out loud and have the child repeat it. Emptying the dishwasher, having them Mm -hmm. count the number of spoons that they're putting away, Mm -hmm. counting the plates that they set on the table. My younger son, especially because it's so part of him, we used to always ask him, we were building beyond numeracy, but we would ask him how many seats there were at the table because we always have six seats. Mm -hmm. And then he would have to determine how many people could come to the table. If, if there were three of us sitting down, he would count the number of people at the table, and then he'd have to count the empty chairs as well. So it's something about just everyday normal things. How many toys are in your box? How many marbles are you playing with? It's not a difficult task, but parents need to understand the underlying components of so what So if it's a Spanish-speaking home, they can do it in Spanish. Do it in Spanish. If it's a Chinese-speaking home. Absolutely. Because what you're getting is the concept. If a child's parents, especially, are mostly speaking a language other than English, it's important that they can communicate with the student in that home language. Mm-hmm. Because later on, they will make those translations. Mm-hmm. If they do not know English already, they will learn it in English, but they'll be able to connect. They have to have that grounding in their home language. So what you're saying, if the child has numeracy or has mm-hmm. gotten these skills, it doesn't matter what language, language does they're not already there. At you all. see, yes. he can do that in the it's world. It's more about okay. just translating, but not okay. learning. So language is not the barrier? Not at all. Okay. So if it becomes a game with very young children, mm-hmm. counting fingers, toes, whatever, mm-hmm. you could actually start before the age of three when they start talking and, and everything you do. Whatever is hanging around their their bed, Mm -hmm. uh, on their walls and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And especially with small children, even before they can walk or talk or even crawl, hearing the repetitions of the one through ten, Mm -hmm. especially in a sing-song kind of voice, almost every single thing that you do for children can be done to like row, row, row your boat or Mary had a little lamb. Um, Even your address is a numeracy activity learning your street address, the numbers, or your phone numbers. Well, it's comparable to the ABC song. Absolutely. Yeah, right, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Are there any other barriers that you can see? Or what are some things that parents might have in their mind that you want to remove their minds about what they can or can't do? A lot of parents don't feel very confident in their mathematics abilities. Oh, because I was never good in math. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of is a big umbrella topic where it pulls everything else in. But every person alive who uses any kind of numbers in their daily mm-hmm. routine can help teach numeracy. Because it's not about mathematics. It's about understanding numbers. Well, I know I see a lot of children all the time with their parents at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of counting that goes on or can go on. Absolutely. There are so many activities you can do in just how many items are you putting in the basket. If an older child, they can be counting, um, keeping track of a particular value. Right. You know, even estimating is right. part of number sense. You know, sweetie, we can only spend $20, so mm-hmm. keep up and see that we haven't hit the $20. And they can write that yes. down. And that's this is not necessarily the mental math 
capacity. Right, right. This is strictly understanding numbers. Or if you're looking at the prices, say, of grapes, my my children are now comparison shoppers because they will <laughs> they will look at prices and say, Mom, that's a lot of money for the same thing. Yes. You know, and they'll want to know why and we have to talk about, you know, organic. I But I, I know in numerous any number of times I've seen a mom in Spanish tell her child, Get mm -hmm. me three tomatoes. Absolutely. Or two lemons. Absolutely. Or three avocados. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just so it, it just to do that naturally, yeah. keep on doing it. Yes. Uh, and and some of that will bring in some mathematical skills if you ask them, well, if we get three oranges and they're 20 cents a piece, you know, mm -hmm. for, that's a little bit older, you know, for yeah. the second, third grade level. Right. Even if they're not purchasing something, they can ask, how many apples do you think are in that bin? Why do you know that? How do you know that? Why would you think that? You know, so it's just an idea of getting them to wrap their minds around. Now, you've mentioned a lot of physical things connected to mm -hmm. it. One of the things that, as an adult, I notice is that seems to be, I think, something that slows you down when people still have to, adults have to count mm -hmm. with their fingers. Is the thing connecting to physical objects, anything like that, that you're going to be stuck, that you can't add because you don't have enough fingers or something? No, because there, well, there are different ways to get beyond the fact that we only have 10 digits on yes. our hands. But another part of that is understanding the visual aspect of numbers. So we teach them, students when they get into school, we start teaching them grouping. And you do numbers. that with physical objects, right? You do. And Beans so even visually, yeah. that's why we, like, uh, there's an activity that, again, you could do it at home, take some beans or something small, buttons, and take a plate, like a plastic or mm -hmm. paper plate, and just have some in a cup, mm -hmm. let the child know how many there are. Separate some, shake it, and throw it out. Visually, they will see, oh, there's, they're not counting on their fingers, they're visually seeing, okay, I know I had maybe 10. Well, I can count and go, okay, there's seven. Okay. And even beyond that, you can say, yeah. well, how many are missing? Three. It's an idea that you can estimate visually. And if they're not right on the dot, that's okay. Matter. But if they're, let's say, they're eight down there and they say three, then there's there's something we need to Well, visit. estimation is not supposed to be exact, exact at exactly. all. It's just exact. Exactly. How close are we? It's bigger than a bread box. And that's exactly yes. the point is they should be able to say, well, they're closer to ten than there are to five. Uh -huh. Something like that. All of those are numeracy skills. Well, I know that Halloween is coming up. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I remember a family did with their children was to figure out kind of how many chocolates they got and stuff like mm -hmm. that. They were large numbers, but they mm -hmm. were little children and older ones mm -hmm. arguing with each other. But they were doing an awful lot of math mm -hmm. and trying to compare who got more of what yes. and stuff like that. So that there's many occasions where there is actual, the children are driven to count. Yes. You know, they're driven to, to want And to really, and, and not just the... There's a language aspect to this of getting students to develop language capacity around numeracy. Is like you just said, if I had had my children separate all these different yeah. types of candies, I might ask them, which one has the least amount? Yeah. That's a concept that children can understand. Who got the most chocolates? There you go. Yeah. We want to be able to relate numbers to each other. We want to be able to identify numbers and then understand where they are in the bigger scheme of numbers. Now, systems. without wanting parents to become little teachers in a mm -hmm. sense, once they're in school, how do you bridge what parents do at home and what you do in the classroom with the children? I think it's a matter of support. I know that a lot of my friends even, they fear that as their students get older, that they're going to be able to be less helpful. But one thing is just understanding what the basic concepts are of what's going on in the classroom mm -hmm. and then trying to support that at home. And sometimes you just go to the internet 
and there are all sorts of resources that will tell you how to connect at home the basic underpinnings of whatever they're learning. In fact, PBS, PBS pbs.org has a website and I think it's under parents, then education, and then math. And it actually has connections for early, early childhood, primary grades, a little bit older, even into middle school, I believe. And you as a parent don't have to be formally trained as a teacher to do those things. Not at all. Fun things. A lot of it is really conversations. Even Mm -hmm. if you ask the child, well, what did you learn in math today? And you have to be very specific. What did you learn in math today? And, you know, have them tell you, have them show it to you to demonstrate it for you. And then try to ask them questions about it. Because especially at the younger ages, parents are going to know how to do those things. And I know that nowadays there's certain techniques that are being, or I should say instructional strategies for certain things, like they call it counting on. So the way we add and subtracted, you know, I'm in my 40s, so the way we learned arithmetic was different but the idea of how to break numbers apart Mm -hmm. and then build them back together that can be done in a variety of ways so even if they're learning it one way in class doing it at home with the parent might give them a better understanding in a different method Mm -hmm. that will then support them doing it in the classroom I know that we assess students on specific things in mathematics. Our our standards are very specific on what they need to be able mm-hmm. to do. But all of those can be fed by understanding how to do it and then revamping so it into this method. So even if mom does it in a different way mm-hmm. than you do in the classroom mm-hmm. because they're you doing it. You make that connection yes. and they'll be they'll be fine. Children yes. always that we give them a variety of methods mm-hmm. and then we ask students, you know, use the one that's best for you. But they have to be exposed to a variety of methods. It cannot be one way. And it's not tricks. It's about really yeah. understanding how numbers so work together. So if let's say a particular family focuses a lot on the children learning to count with coins, pennies, dimes, nickels, mm-hmm. quarters. Mm-hmm. And they're just saying, okay, how many pennies do you have? How mm-hmm. many nickels do you have? And whatever. Even if they don't know the concept of 25 and quarters, right. they're still knowing that this is more than the other. Absolutely. It like scales that. up. When you're talking to a very young child, you just want them to count them. And then you do. You want to compare. As they get older, you start adding the value of the actual coins. And then from there, you, you can tell them, okay, I need a dollar and 20 cents. They have to comprise which coins will work. So... It all builds up. Well, classroom teacher and doctor to be Paula Johnson, thank you for this conversation on numeracy and number sense. I hope that the teachers and parents listening enjoy it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.